G'day and welcome to episode 17 of the Humans of Agriculture podcast. For those of you who are coming back, the loyal listeners, thanks for your support. For anyone who's joining for the first time, Humans of Agriculture is dedicated to discovering more about our food system from the people involved in it. We're chatting with people from all walks of life, from Australia and from afar. Today we're doing things slightly differently, and this week is a bit of a collaboration with two superstars that are growing the conversation in Australian agriculture, all the way over there in Western Australia, which now more than ever seems a bloody long way away. Similarly, but somewhat differently as well, Generation Ag is the masterpiece of two incredibly passionate and talented people that are building a community for anyone who's passionate about our primary industries. Their podcast takes a different tone and style to mine, and if you're not familiar with their work, you better head over and check out what they're up to. This week's episode, I reckon you may be able to skip. It features me chatting a little bit about my story to date and the Humans of Agriculture story as well. Today's duo is Kayla and Lavinia from Generation Ag. Kayla grew up on the Darling Downs in Queensland before getting straight A's at high school and moving into the Navy for a gap year. She's now headed west and she's landed on her feet with the Grains Industry Association in Western Australia as a program manager for their careers in grains project. Lavinia is from a family farm northeast of Esperance. She runs her own digital marketing business out of Perth and is secretary of Ag Connect WA, aiming to create more events for young people in agriculture and minimise the isolation for young farmers. Pretty cool, hey? Well. You may hear me mention to a conversation that we were going to have, but we did get chatting and somewhat distracted. Anyway, time got the better of us, so there'll be more from us on that later. So you better watch this space. Enjoy the chat. Welcome, Lavinia and Kayla from Generation Ag to the Humans of Agriculture podcast. Thanks for having having us. (laughs) Now, I haven't actually had two guests. Oh, no, I have had two guests before, but I'm going to have to do a bit of juggling here to make sure I can ask the right questions of you guys. Um, <laughs> I suppose just starting off, you two have spent a lot of time together with the podcast. Kayla, do you want to introduce Lavinia and tell me a random fact that you've learned about her along this journey? Oh my gosh, Ollie, you're putting us on the spot. Uh, for podcasters, we're not very good at being interviewed, so I'll give it a crack. <laughs> What's um, a random fact? <laughs> I'm so boring. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably the most random fact about Vinny. She's about the biggest homebody I've ever met in my whole life. Uh, like me, she enjoys uh, spending most of her spare time, or actually as much of her time as possible, in truckies on the couch, getting her work done either from her mobile phone or a laptop because she's a total boss. And, um, yeah, she's... She's one of the most um, admirable young women I've ever met in my life. I'm super excited that we get to work together. She's blushing here, but she deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> and you two didn't know each other, did you, before this all started? No, no barely. So um, before I introduce Kayla, well, I guess this is a good way. So yeah, here you go. Um, both of us were involved in the comms marketing space. Um, we both have comms and marketing degrees um and for the last two years I kind of someone said you kind of created your own role in the industry and I guess I did um so I do PR and comms for rural and ag businesses um and I was lucky one of my clients told me to go to an event last year and Kayla was 
there in August and we were kind of the only ones definitely under 30 in the room. And we kind of met once before, I think. Brief, each other around, briefly. And we were just like, oh, you know, a podcast would be so great. Just such a random thought. And literally, because Kayla and I just get things done. A month later, we sat down and started getting it done. And yeah, within what, three months, we'd launched it. And here we are yeah. eight months later. So we met in August and we launched our podcast on the 21st of October. So yeah. And Kayla works for Careers in Grain, which is stemming from GIWA, so the grain industries in Western Australia. And it is a, um, what do you call it? It's a capacity capacity building project. I'm almost there. I've almost got it. And basically Kayla does the most unique and phenomenal job in Western Australia. She actually goes around to schools and educates young people about the agricultural industry and all of the different roles with the particular focus on grains. So yeah, there's no one else who does that job in Western Australia. There's barely anyone who does this job in Australia. And so, yeah, we both have a massive keen passion to tell people about this industry through our different um, areas and yeah, have just brought our skills together. And now we get to do this as a job as well as our other stuff. We both are doers, like we get stuff done. So yeah, we've been able to achieve a lot and we're pretty excited for the future. Yeah. Very nice. And before we get to talking to it about a job though. So Kayla, I just want to jump in on that. So you're going to schools and chatting to them purely about grains or, or is there a bigger thought bubble of talking about ag well, more generally? Don't get me started about this. So when I applied I for have. the job, and the, the brand is, um, I mean, the brand is Careers in Grain and I'm very, very lucky. The grain industry in Western Australia, I mean, we're a bit different from the East Coast. So if you're from the East Coast, um, you know, livestock is probably a core focus. But Mm. over here, our grain industry makes up 40% of um, our primary production Mm. and the bulk of that is exported. So Mm. grains is very important to our industry over here. And we have a fabulous supply chain. And a couple of years ago, they all got together and threw some funds Um, to create a capacity building project to attract uh, more young people into the grain industry and not just young people, not just anyone, but really high caliber talent into the industry. And so I came on board about two and a half years ago. And so it is my job (laughs) to go around schools and make grains sound really sexy to people and especially young people. Grains are sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what has ended up happening so careers in grain is pretty unique like ben said um there's actually to my knowledge not really another program like careers in grain that works in this capacity that has a dedicated full-time resource that goes into schools and speaks to young people or goes into universities and speaks to young people about the plethora of career opportunities um in in the grain industry but because i'm the only person what ends up happening is I've become a figurehead for just agriculture more broadly when I go to careers events and it's a job I take very very seriously and the the more opportunities I just get to speak about ag more broadly it's just if they're conversations that light me up I get to go to my first school visit in a couple of weeks um after COVID and I'm just like itching to get out there and you know change the hearts and minds of young people and I suppose that like I've got very little exposure to the west coast except for going to Exmouth and going swimming with whale sharks once. Um, story for another time, guys. You're going to be here after the borders open, aren't you? And come visit us. Yeah, sure thing, guys. Look at it. I don't think Victorians are going anywhere anytime soon, to be honest. Oh yeah, you're trapped, aren't you? <laughs> oh jeez. Um, but yeah, is there a common misconception that you're coming across that 
like is there is grains in particular relatable to people over in the west coast do you still have this kind of um to to a young person no like and this is this is my and this is going to come out probably wrong because i i i really think the careers in grain brand is really important but a a 14 year old doesn't know the difference between grain and livestock if i'm a Mm. you know if i'm a perth high school student i don't know the difference between grain and livestock Mm -hmm. i don't so um the the misconception of agriculture more broadly is around just this far that it's just farming um and hopefully we'll get to talk about it a bit later but um yeah that's that's like they just don't get the difference and you try and talk to them about the different commodities like the difference between wheat and barley like don't even go there because they're not even at the level that they can differentiate different industries being grain livestock hort fisheries like they don't understand that yeah for sure and so i suppose lavinia crossing back hey it's nick here sheep farmer and rabobank regional client council member i'm passionate about supporting our local community so we can improve community well-being and build strong local economies my job as a client council member is to help secure funding for regional grassroots initiatives those that support education in ag rural health sustainability and help bridge the country city divide we've helped organizations like boys to the bush funded school field days like ag vision and held succession planning workshops just to name a few if you have an idea to make a difference to regional australia go to our website at www.rabobank.com.au and nominate via our community fund we'd love to hear from you across to you now with um with generation ag what type of audience are you guys trying to engage with and i suppose what's the what's the agenda or or what are you guys trying to gain out, out of doing it so i think in the beginning i mean kayla's just basically touched on it i think it's just we get so many questions between the both of us obviously from other projects that we're both involved in about what we do a lot of people don't understand this industry a lot of people in this industry kind of have their blinders on and only understand broadacre or only understand the livestock or they're they're kind of this industry is so much bigger than what everyone's kind of looking into so i guess we were kind of trying to reach more of a millennial audience but kind of looking at that um, younger sort of high schooler as well and just getting them to question kind of their um, old school approach to agriculture and I think that's just an unintentional thing from our parents generation where you know if farming never got the accolade or it never got the sort of you know high achievers looking into it like people are now because people didn't see the value in farming like they do so we're just ultimately trying to bring more awareness through different stories for different demographics so obviously 18 to 35 is definitely our mainstream first audience but um kayla's mum is a farmer my father is a farmer and both of them and they're in their mid 50s and both of them are different areas um different backgrounds and both of them love most of the episodes and the amount of different variety of people that we have that listen and that are intrigued that are asking questions like we are just astounded it's obviously just something that was needed just to have a genuine conversation with a person in agriculture and tell their story and they're just it's yeah it's it's really exciting and it's it's a privilege to have this opportunity to tell these stories honestly and as a byproduct of that um 
the creation of community has been really important to us as well. We're actually quite lucky in WA, I think. We've got a really collaborative, engaged young network in WA mm. um, and we felt really lucky but I, I, I travel a lot for my job and I've met people you know from South Australia far north Queensland who haven't had access to that youth community and mm. really have craved it and so for us creating this podcast platform and then everything else that shoots off that was about going oh hey like I really connected with your story Ollie like I want to learn more about you can we collaborate about something in the future yeah. or you know let's say you know so many people learning about you know, the Blue Tree Project through our interview with them and how they can get involved with mental health issues in their rural area mm -hmm. or um, how can I get involved with going to schools after listening to the Callan Daily episode? You know, it's about going, oh, this issue really connects with me and I want to get involved. And it's through our podcast, we're able to provide people, yeah, I guess we're that conduit for people to meet and connect with each other, other like-minded people. Yeah, for sure. And so I suppose on on that is there something that you guys are seeing across the board with the types of people you're talking to? Like, is there something that comes out beyond, I suppose, just that they're passionate about agriculture through the conversations you're having? There's, there's so many things, isn't there? I think a lot of it is um, looking at the agricultural industry differently. Like I already said, I think we need to look at it as an industry that has so much potential for growth and that we can have some of the smartest people. People look at a farmer originally and they think, oh, you know, farmers are just driving an old ute or, you know, bumming around, not doing too much when farmers are some of the smartest, most intelligent businessmen and women and they are running multi-million dollar companies, majority of them making huge decisions and people in the city, like I went to boarding school in the city and, you know, until you get to know some of the people, they look down upon you when, you know, sometimes, you know, farmers are doing a hell of a lot better than some of these CEOs. So I think it's about putting us back on the top where people actually observe a farmer and go, oh, that's actually a legitimate career. These people are very intelligent and they know how to run a massive business or company I think that yeah we've we've kind of never seen farmers like that before and we need to really you know and I think within the industry as well we need to start talking ourselves up a little bit more I think this tall poppy syndrome has is relevant across all industries of the, of the whole country but uh, particularly in agriculture I think we need to celebrate the wins and not be sad you know when farmers do well and really say this is something we are worth celebrating mm -hmm. And I would argue, like, everyone you meet in agriculture is passionate about agriculture. Like, you don't stay in this industry because it, it, it can be hard, you know, coming up against live export in the news or glyphosate in the news. Like, this is a hard industry to work in. You have to have more than just passion. Um, and I think the people we've loved meeting and, and as far as common threads go, the people we've met on, along this journey are those who are not only passionate, but they're going the next step to peel back the curtains and actually explore just how big and amazing and unique this industry is and just how meaningful it can be. So I don't, yeah, I think it, it goes beyond just being passionate. It goes beyond just turning up to your job and loving it. It's about opening your eyes to the worldview of agriculture and what it does for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And I think it comes back to, firstly, the their businesses. And I suppose it's one of those ones that no one really, I don't think, likes talking about themselves in a lot. But then you start to look at like the complexities that there are in 
running, say, a farm business. Mm. And that, like, that's only one aspect of the industry. But like, picking off the farm business to start off with, like, mm. they've got so many variables. Like, you can put the best plan in place. You could be the best business person. Mm. But you Yeah, I work with a grower. Resilient. And then your whole farm can burn down. Yeah. <laughs> I work with a grower um, on the wheat belt here. Um, and he has this great slide that sometimes I'll take teachers and students out to his farm. And he's got this great slide that he always shows them. And he says, I'm a farmer but I do 35 different jobs. And he has this slide that says, you know, I'm a climatologist. I need to be an accountant. I need to be an economist. I need to be, you know, an agronomist. I need to be all these different things just to do my job as a farmer really, really well, just to make sure that that crop comes out of the ground and just to make sure I get that premium price. Um, yeah, it's just, we undersell ourselves so much. And-, yeah, and even talking about the weather, I had a really in-depth conversation with my dad the other day and obviously we're relying on the rain, aren't we, for a good crop. But he goes, you know, maybe it, I am smart. Maybe it's not just the weather. It's not just about luck. Like, mm. And being home for the last three months, I've really realised how technical in terms, and he undersells himself, but, like, there's a lot of thought and so much into exactly his rates for every different paddock that's getting crop put in it and you know he's changing everything he does depending on the paddock how their uh, crop is going in and how they're seeding it and all of there's so many variables that have been thought about that's so huge money making decisions but we've never spoken in depth and that's just the traditional farmer and that's only one aspect there's so many areas we could be talking about that aren't being talked about so if we can highlight that and I mean as well um, just off the top of my head you know making it an equal playing field for men and women in this industry I think that's something Kayla and I are really hoping that will passionately will happen but yeah there's so many areas we're just trying to break into and just shed a bit of light on it because it previously hasn't been happening. Yeah there, it is a massive boost isn't it and it's picking up where, where do you start with it but yeah. so one thing Kayla, you you were mentioning that the farmer had well, it was it thirty five different jobs, but you've come from a background in the navy, and so I suppose what what was some of the learnings? Was that? How do you know that? Oh, jeez, sneaky! All the secrets. <laughs> it's on your website, guys. <laughs> it is. That actually is. It's in your bio. It was a bit weird. It was actually as a header at the top of the page, but I want to check it out. Lying. <laughs> No. Is there something that you've picked up in the Navy and, and brought across with you and you just think like, yeah, had I have not gone into the Navy first, like how on earth would I have ever yeah. gone and moved into Generation Ag or into the grains education piece? Yeah. Um, it's funny you bring that up actually because... That's um, probably the truth, isn't it? It actually is. Yeah, no, joining the Navy changed the whole trajectory of my life for many reasons. But um, so I grew up on a farm in in uh the, on the darling downs in queensland so about 400 k's west of brisbane and i was a smart kid at school like i'll gloat on here you know i got straight a's i worked i worked really hard and um you know you go to the careers i did not guys i did not <laughs> you go and speak to the careers counselor and you know everyone thought i was going to do law or i was going to do medicine or i was going to do vet and um you know i i went off to boarding school and i got a scholarship to go to university to study biomed and I was gonna I was gonna go and be a doctor that's what I was gonna do because it was a natural fit because I did well at school and all I knew at the time was I was just not ready to go I just was not ready to go to uni I felt really strongly that I needed a break 
and I felt burnt out and um, yeah, I just needed time. And so I applied for the Navy and the gap year program. And I think I applied because, I mean, I don't know if any of you will remember, but Sea Patrol was on TV at the time. And I used to be obsessed with that show, <laughs> but also <laughs> I think it, because it was about the most far removed thing from what I had lived my whole life. I think, you know, the Navy on the water, ships, boats, like I've come from a dust bowl a lot of the time. I grew up in drought, like it was hard. And my mum's a single parent. And so for a lot of the time, it was just us, me, my sister and my mum out there. And um, yeah, and so the Navy was just like my escape. And I joined um, and I was 18 and it was just the best year of my life. It was like the year that I got to explore myself. I had no responsibilities. I had my uni place there if I wanted to go back to it. Um, but it just, everything changed for me. I realised who I was and what I wanted. And I just knew that I was passionate about communicating with people. I just knew, give me a message and let me shout it from the rooftops. That's basically how I felt. I'm like such a passionate person when it comes to the causes that I, you know, get red hot about. And I, you know, decided to scratch everything I Defer, uh, sorry, I cancelled my uh, application at university, much to my mother's dismay, I'm completely sure. <laughs> and um, I applied to uni over in WA to do a Bachelor of Communications because all I knew is that I wanted to be in a job where I could tell stories and communicate with people and speak, speak to other people and really just get nerdy about the way as a society that we communicate with each other. And yeah, so it changed everything for me in that sense. It just gave me, I guess, as a young woman entering the Navy, it sounds, it, this is going to not, not sound right, but I guess there was no, there's no pressure on you as a woman entering the military to stay. Like it's not, it, it never felt like it was going to be a long-term thing for me. Like I always felt like there was a bit of a glass ceiling there and I just knew that I wanted to go and challenge myself somewhere else. And I'll be honest and say, it wasn't until you know, five or six years later, after I finished uni, after I got my graduate job, that I landed back in agriculture. And I just like, cannot believe I'm here today. And I would not change, I would not change that, the path that I took because I just wouldn't be here right now. And I think if I hadn't joined the Navy back then, you know, I wouldn't have realized my desire to have a voice and to share stories, so yeah long-winded way to say yeah I just I guess I love talking and I want people to hear what I have to say <laughs> no that's <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> yeah. and I really I'm going to park the gap year piece because I think I want to talk to that a bit later on when we start talking about kind of how we get people talking about agriculture or experiencing it probably yeah. more so but before we park it and move on to the next piece of the combo I saw there's a big announcement this week, girls, and I want to find out a bit more. What is this Farmers and Charmers? I know what you're talking about, <laughs> Well, I, I haven't publicly spoken about it yet, so I feel like this is a perfect time. Um, <laughs> you haven't met me in person yet, but I'm sure you can know by now. I love a little chat. I love, um, I love giving unsolicited advice. <laughs> Um, and I love talking about um, the gossip, the country love, um, except my own. I, that, that I don't talk about. <laughs> anyway, so a couple of months ago, um, uh, one of our friends, Shannon, who works for the Farm Weekly, and myself were coming back from an ag show. Um, I'd been up since 4.30. I think this was 8.30 at night. We're driving back three hours to Perth. We'd started on this long-winded conversation about how great we would be at matchmaking people um, in the country. 
anyway, we just said, oh, it'd be so funny to do a podcast and never really mentioned it again. Um, And then two months ago when I was in the COVID um, on the farm, Shannon just messaged me and goes, I've pitched the idea to the Farm Weekly and they're on. We're doing this podcast. I had no idea. I even, I had to think for a second. I had never mentioned the idea to Kayla even. I hadn't even bothered. I just, you know. And yeah, so then I told Kayla and said, you know, what do you reckon? And we just thought, what a good opportunity to bring a bit of love to the community and just something that would be, yeah, lightheartedness, um, I think probably Shannon and I will be the ones actually putting ourselves under the bus more than um, the couples we match. But um, Ollie, you're going to love it. It's going to be brilliant. Um, Everyone who knows me has messaged me saying this is the best thing they've ever heard. um, So I'm pretty excited, but I'm really taking it seriously. Like I really... The idea is, you know, we want to see a wedding. Like it's a proper I, screening process. Oh, absolutely. There is going. We are having a meeting tomorrow night about it. We're dead oh set. This is serious. Like we're taking this seriously. Um, it'll be at Harvest 2020. So you know, everyone's in their headers on the chase of bins in the Utes, driving around. You know, it's perfect timing, really. Yeah. Um, well, if you do a Western District um, edition of it, I know it's a little bit far away from WA, but there's a pub in Biak, which is kind of near Colac. Anyway, you guys can Google it. But the Farmer's, <laughs> the farmer's Arms Hotel was an absolute ripper. Dorothy's the publican there. And she runs a traffic light party every now and every now and then, maybe twice a year. And basically puts up eligible bachelors and spinsters, I suppose you'd call them, or <laughs> eligible men and women. And you can go to the Farmer's Arms Hotel, you dress in your desired colour, Mm-hmm. And who knows, it might be a collaboration for farmers and charmers for you. We have already been asked if we're going to be doing the show over East already by several people. So the demand for love will go. And I guess as well, watching, well, I will disclose this. So earlier in the year, Kayla and one of my best friends, Anaya, thought that it would be hilarious to put me on Farmer Wants a Wife. I thought that this is the funniest thing in the world. And I said, look, the problem is with this is that I don't want to be the one like being stereotyped as a city woman because they, and then there's so many contradictions that have really annoyed me watching this, these ads on TV that are just like, they just paint country people in such an unrealistic, silly situation. And I understand it's for television, but I think that we have so much more to offer in the country and country people are intelligent and they have some great, great things to offer and they're doing some amazing things. So why don't we actually genuinely showcase what country people are like and actually the lifestyle. And so, yeah, this is going to be a realistic version of finding love. So yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited and I can't wait. And if you are a WA young person listening who wants to find love, hit us up on Farmers and Charmers. Send us a DM. I've been getting questions left, right and centre and I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see where it ends up. Oh, I'm, I, I, this might take off. <laughs> yeah. So be, beyond Farmers and Charmers keeping you guys busy, I suppose, have you got a favourite podcast, a favourite person? that you've featured today on yeah, Generation Ag? Like you, it's incredibly hard to choose. They're all just so different. But, um, yeah, I mean, if I had to name one, oh, gosh. Probably, I mean, we did an episode a while back, Vinny and I, one of the only times we've ever just gotten there and riffed, and it was about um, 
you know, sexual discrimination in the workplace. And that was something really close to both of our hearts that we wanted to get out there. Um, so that's worth a listen. But probably as far as guests go, I really love talking to Callan Daly. And if you've met or know Callan at all, he's just a just a young gun as far as young gun definitions go. He's incredible. And I just love getting on the mic with him and listening to someone so passionate as a young person and open and engaged and excited. And yeah, so that was yeah probably a favourite for me. Yeah, and I'd say mine was probably with one of my best friends, Tom Kerno. So um, in 2015, we had fires in our area that basically burnt every farm in our district of Scadden down. Um, it was a pretty terrible time. Uh, but unfortunately, he lost his dad in the fire. So for us, it was it was a hard podcast to do, but it's a really special moment for us to share and reflect. And He's only, he's about to turn 23 and he's running his farm on his own with just support of his um, mum and his brother. But yeah, he's a phenomenal young person. So yeah, that's probably my favourite. And then obviously Kendall Blue Tree Project. We've had so many amazing ones and they're all so different. I think everyone will find that they've got their own favourite because of their personal sort of taste, but there's something for everyone for sure. And I suppose just looking down the line, like what's in the pipeline for you girls? Where, where do you want to go? Well, dominationally, nah. Um, Shouting <laughs> <laughs> up from the rooftops. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, I mean, we're working on the Farmers and Charmers podcast right now, which is really exciting. Um, we're also in partnership with the Triple R Network right now, which is the Rural Regional Remote Women's Network of WA. They reached out to partner with us to deliver um, 12 episodes over six months, which is really exciting. Um, so we've been doing that. Um, yeah, we're actually we're having a PD day in a couple of weeks to really nut out what the future looks like for us. But we need to do a plan, game plan. Yeah. yeah. All we know is just like we're bursting out the seams with excitement to keep this thing moving. We just started our, our Generation Ag community Facebook group, which is um, we're loving um, being. We're just loving meeting everyone who's just listening and loving um, the podcast. So yeah, that's going to keep building that community. I think yeah. that's what's on the yeah. List. The community is really important to us, and just getting to start different conversations with people around the country and see what everyone's up to. I had a really great um, chat with Elle. Um, she is a beef extension officer in um, Catherine and just like we riff straight away and she's like, come visit and like just how amazing people in agriculture are and how mm. close a community it is. It's just, yeah, it's pretty special. Yes. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing where you both go and yeah, yeah it's totally. been awesome to, to follow. We're excited to keep um, following along the humans about uh, agriculture, Jenny, and we're excited to be, we hope to work with you more as well, Ollie, because I think, um, you know, this space is big enough for all of us and something I've learned about podcasting in this space is when you find your niche and you find your people, you just got to link arms and move forward together. Yeah, we'll give you the tour of WA. <laughs> Perfect. Now, that's one of the big things that, like I'm trying to do, and I suppose you guys are tapping onto it there around this community piece is, I want to repost over repeat. And so like there is quite a few people that are doing amazing things in agriculture, but I don't feel like there's kind of a, a central way or, or a central place mm. for people to go to, to really get kind of, to get that information. And I suppose it's what we see. We see awesome work coming out of red meat. We see awesome work coming out of grains. Mm. We see awesome work coming out of horticulture, for instance, and they do really good jobs at when it's looking at like export markets and progressing that side of things or the research and development. But I think like one piece where we fundamentally lack is back here in Australia and looking at how our consumers are actually engaging with our products and 
very rarely it's just that they're eating a piece of red meat or very rarely they're just eating some lettuce. Mm. So like, how do we actually look at what's on the plate in front of the consumer and yeah. start making yeah. agricultural relatable? So. You know, my, my big piece there as well is like, yeah, as far as the consumer is concerned, but like, let's look at things as an industry more broadly, like stop working in silos because, you know, it might be LiveX on the TV one day, but it'll be glyphosate the next, it'll be, you know, um, you know, intensive agriculture the week after that, you know, we've got to support each other because otherwise as an industry, we just fatigue. Mm. We've got to be able to rely on each other. And yeah, I'll say it again, and it's an adage I'll use a million times, but just link arms together because together as a united front, as a united industry, we're far more powerful if we lean on each other and leverage each other. Yeah, for sure. Definitely agree with you there. And so where can people find you guys? You can find us on Facebook, Generation Ag. Just type it in. We have a white and black logo. There's another one. Or Generation Ag Community if you want to join our Facebook page. We also have our Instagram, generation.ag. We also have our Twitter, Generation Ag. We also have our website, generationag.com.au. <laughs> Just type in Generation Hello at generationag.com.au. And if you do want to stalk us, we are linked in the bio of our Instagram so you can go and have a check out of what Kayla and I do when we're not doing podcast stuff. Um, we never, we're always podcasting. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't have a life. You already get established that. I do, I promise sometimes. I get out of the house. I promise. <laughs> so I moved home. Well, that's it from us for another week. Thanks again for listening to the Humans of Agriculture podcast. You can find Lavinia and Kayla at Generation Ag on Instagram and Facebook and also sign up to join their community. You can find them on their website, generationag.com.au. Alternatively, you can head over to our page at humansofagriculture underscore and there'll be links through to their account from there. Look forward to seeing you next week. Have a good one.